Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by the crew at WeStream FM. As usual, I'm not on my own. I am joined by the delectable Teach FM. How are you doing, Teach? I've been better, but, you know, ticking over. I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. Would it be something to do with giving up a certain vice of yours? Yeah, categorically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you stop playing football uh, manager. No, no, I oh, know the other one. Definitely the other uh, one. Definitely other the other one. Um, as you as you've sort of semi introduced yourself, Dupe, how are you? I am absolutely fan dabby dozy. Marvelous. I'm I'm glad you are good with yourself, Kurt Dog. How are you today? I'm all right. I've been playing FIFA and I hate it. So. <laughs> And I mean, hate's a strong word. Yeah, no, hate it, hate it. But yeah, apart from that, I'm okay. I'm okay. Excellent, good stuff. And the ever delightfully haired Mister Azapardi, how are you, sir? I'm good. We're leaving the uh, the best till last again, like mm. last week, uh, Matt. I don't. It's not a habit. I'm trying to get into. To be honest, it, it just happens to be that. Dupe introduced himself, and so I kind of had to reshuffle the pack. You, you would have been. I tried to mix it up each week, so just so people don't feel left out. You know, there's a prize for everyone, even though I don't necessarily agree with that. But never mind. Uh, anyway, uh, important save news, folks. There's been lots going on on Twitch this week, has there not? Who wants to kick us off with what they've been doing? Don't all jump. Well, <laughs> well, I could just rule myself out because I don't think I streamed any FM this week. There's always one letting the side down. I've yeah. been uh, I've been tickling the old lady. Um, I started a Juventus save uh, where I wanted to get... Well, basically, I wanted to manage Dybala because I've heard a lot about him. But I wanted to get Buffon, that coveted Champions League win that he's yet to get. Um, oh, I that. So that was kind of my main preempts for the save. I'm, the first thing I did was sign Buffon on another three-year contract, so I've given myself a bit of time. And um, the f- so, how how long's he signed up till now? Is that his forty second birthday? 43rd, if you tied him up till he'll be forty third birthday. Hell. Uh, I still it's, think that's he could Brad do it. Friedel territory. <laughs> but uh, the first game in one of the most uh, defensive leagues in the world, we played Napoli at home, and we won seven four. I played Dybala as a shadow striker, and he got he got two goals, but Buffon conceded four. So back to the drawing board for me. Dropped. No, I'm a little bit worried that like um, at the, he, he missed the first three Champions League games uh, through injury. So I'm a little bit worried that maybe he was just like not going to play a Champions League game and not get that medal. Yeah, that would have been quite funny. Yeah, we still won it. But, um, when you know, he's played a game or two now. So it, he, he should be in, tension, in contention for a medal. Should, that's, should that's, we win it? I mean, that, that that's a big should. I don't Is know. We, we've got a good team. Okay. It's a good team. Uh, well, I'll trust your judgment on that. Uh, Teach, uh, how's your week on Twitch been? I've not really done a right lot, to be honest. Nothing nothing really new to report. I had a nice sit down with Curtie. We uh, we basically talked pony for a couple of hours about FM, what we've done in the past year, what we plan to do in 18. We discussed, obviously, the, the news dropping from uh, Football Manager this week, the little video that went on and... And then we uh, we we actually used for the first time uh, Football Manager Touch to so I exported my Burnley team and uh, and Curtis FM exported his Chelsea team from his uh, last stream 
and uh, we just had a little head to head but it was it was much more about the conversation rather than anything else i did lose i lost 1-0 uh, played a very defensive formation, something I'm testing out as I have plans for 18. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's pretty much really been really been about it, I think. See, I thought that was quite an interesting little thing, like experiment you were doing really between yourselves because it's, I think the export feature is such an interesting thing that's very rarely used or at least hasn't been particularly well advertised because it's part of touch as opposed to the full game, as it were. I think being able to play sort of your best potential ever team with someone else's best potential ever team is quite cool and something that you'd probably, like if I remember being younger, you'd always want to be able to have that option to say, I want to take my team and face off against you, sort of like a the um, the dream match style thing. Yeah. And it, I think if they, you know, if it was sold better, I think it would be quite an awesome little feature, but... Well, Unless it's not. Well, you know me, I'm not the, the hugest fans when it sort of comes to drafts. You know, I've never really, never really used it for a start, but I, I don't buy into the, there you go, there's 250 million quid, go and, go and pick up a team because you have no attachment to said players. But doing the versus mode on touch, at least you're taking your team who may have been with you for, you know, a, a few months in real life. Um, and, and that's where, where for me it was a winner. Spoiler alert as well. Uh, I really like FM Touch. See, I've, I mean, we're getting slightly away from what we're, <laughs> what we were sort of supposed to be talking about. But yeah, I, I agree. I think Touch for testing tactics and stuff is awesome because you don't have the, uh, the issues of morale so much, or at least they're reduced because you don't have the team talks, you don't have the, the silly press conferences that can get on people's nerves at times that you end up... I don't mean, there's no tactic familiarity on it either, is no, it? Yeah, there is that as well, which, uh, which is which is particularly useful when testing tactics because it's uh, like international management, really, because international management doesn't really have tactically a tactical familiarity either. Um, so being able to actually just do something without any other factors having to come into your testing is quite awesome but yeah the, the game that teach and i had was very much one for the purists i think oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Te- teach was playing defensive i started on control i realized what he was doing and then i switched to counter so both our back lines were just sitting really deep um and but not creating anything going forward so yeah it, it was a set piece a set goal piece. that separated yeah. us i think <laughs> perfect well, uh, I suppose you tried. <laughs> Is there anything else from you, Kurt Dog, this week, or have you you had a, no, a busy week as well? It's been it's been one of those weeks. Um, obviously, finished the Chelsea save. Kind of had um, th- thoughts to to um, to start a new save, but I don't know. With the FM eighteen release um, video, uh, it's sort of I'm I'm a bit excited for eighteen now. I'm finding it hard to to sort of G myself up to start effectively a new save for 18. So, I, you know, teachers doing, um, he's got bits and pieces for sort of one-off games. So I'm thinking maybe to fill time, I'll end up doing uh, sort of little, little challenges or, or something like that. Just to, just to pass the time until 18 pops it, pops, uh, pops its head around the corner. Yeah, we are, we are closing in imminent release. I think we can always call it now borderline. Have you been um, busy, Matt? 
um, I've had a couple of streams this last week. I'm, the thing is, you, you've all sort of finished your saves already, whereas I'm sort of, I'm really back into my Requitivo save. And this happens almost every single year, whereas I, I start to really get back into a particular save right towards the end of the game's lifespan. And it's so bloody annoying because... I don't want to leave that save alone now. The same happened with the Blackburn save last year where I ended up having to rush it to try and get it to finish in time and then Miles went and dropped the beta early. Thanks, Miles. <laughs> so it really screwed me over because I thought, I oh, know, I can get that out and then it, the beta will be out on the Friday so I've got plenty of time to space it out and give, nope, nope, drop it on the Wednesday. Thanks. So everyone else is happy as Larry whereas I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, I've got to release three episodes on the same day. Never mind. But yeah, uh, the Rekutivo save itself has... Um, really taken a positive turn. I was struggling a bit, um, had a few really awful moments, a couple of crash dumps, which which helped no one. But the, the ta- tactically, I think we've turned a corner now um, and re- it really works well with the team we've got. The whole Fibra thing is really, really helping. Um, two real sort of standout players are Ayala and the Fonz, who everyone else, all of the Twitch chat, thought was absolutely hopeless. Um, he's now got five in seven games from attacking midfield which I think it's Kevin Nolan-esque if, if nothing else so yeah it, it's been it's been really good and I'm looking forward to I've got to the point now where I, I can't wait to stream it as opposed to um, I'm, I'm dreading sort of showing everyone else how badly we've been doing so that's nice Is the Fibra thing uh, the from that blog uh, is it FM Grasshopper is that where you It is We it should is probably indeed. give him a shout out then if you're We, we did give him a shout out last did week Did we? Uh, we did yes I mentioned Raz and I also then referenced because Raz was the f- the one who popularised it to me and then uh, uh, then I was obviously he'd said about the article I do actually have a command in my bot to sort of let people know or direct people to the original article as well, which is which is also really well written. So I really, if you if you're interested in Fibra and the whole uh, ideology behind it, I suppose because it's a, a proper big movement, it's much bigger than just Football Manager. Um, then um, I'll put the link in the description of the pod as well. He's a really good so, writer as well. FM Grass. He is. It's fantastic. Really, really, really well written blog. So I would, even if you're not interested in Fibra, I suggest going and looking at. His, some of his other articles anyway so yeah big shout out for SM, SM FM Grasshopper there um, I suppose we should really get into our our really big meaty piece of the of the pod really so normally we would uh, sort of disc- or say about any important uh, FM news obviously as uh, Tobes and Curti have, have alluded to there's been a rather big Football Manager 18 announcement this week in the form of a video released by uh, Sports Interactive themselves so what we've decided to do is roll the team meeting and the important news part into one so we can have a big, massive discussion about the whole thing and our opinions and everything. So I think we've been waiting. In fact, even Toby suggested, can we record it on the Friday? Because I've got so many thoughts I want to get out. So we've had to sort of coil him back up, put him back in his box and wait for him to come out on on what is now a Monday night. We're giving away trade secrets here. I don't care. And... Uh, Bear in mind, he's given up smoking. He's ready to pop. So I suppose we should start off with Tobes and his thoughts on the Football Manager 18 announcement. Jack in the box, go. Bang. <laughs> um, well, it, it depends how... Putting points across, I don't want to go, go and just splurge everything I've got to say all over it, but I think we should start around the fact that they've actually done something this year. 
You know, the, the, the video coming together, they've dropped a few subtle hints as to what's what, well, and some of them, you know, about as subtle as a sledgehammer. Um, and, and maybe, maybe they've, they've held some, some, some stuff back would be, would be a little bit of hope. But I think if we start with the video in general and, and how well it came across, I know it was all very, very tongue in cheek, but I'll be honest, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys, how, how, how you felt about the whole, uh, big area hanging out the side of the car and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but for me, I know it was very different. But at least it showed that they, I mean, cause let's, let's be honest. This video was, the video was for the community. I felt more than, more than anything else. And, and, you know, props to them for, for, for handling it in the way they did. I mean, for, first of all, shout out to Peter Gabriel, said Gemma. Um, that's a, a niche joke for anyone over the age of 40 years old who listens to this. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it was nice to have something like that. Uh, anything last year was was very much rushed, or at least it, it felt felt quite rushed, whereas they seem a bit more prepared uh, despite releasing the game pretty much the same time every year, but never mind about that. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have sort of an, an, an early look at uh, what was actually going to be included in the game. And also, I think the same thing happened last year where they had the pre-order bonus, sort of uh, the discount thing, but what they were expecting people to do was to commit to buy before they'd even announced any features, which I don't think sat well with with some members of the community and probably consumers at large, you know, on the whole. So it's nice that they they've been able to release or given us an insight into into what is going to be hopefully or what is due to be included without a huge amount of detail other than the odd screenshot that we've seen um, before people commit, which is is good for a consumer if nothing else. Yeah, well, there does seem to be in general a bit of a stink around pre-orders in in the gaming industry at the moment. Um, but, but sorry, but I for one pre-ordered it a long time before that video was released. Oh, I think I, we were discussing this last week, weren't we? We were saying who who has and who hasn't out of us uh, yeah. pre-ordered it, and me and you, Tobes, did it pretty much day one. Well, yeah, I think it was you and Curtie day one, and I was I was a week or two later. Um, but uh, but the the younger lads of the of the group had uh, had not committed yet, and. Uh, I'm, I still haven't pre-ordered it. I haven't. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, show my age here and say that straight after the podcast, I went and pre-ordered it. You scaremongered me into it, and it's pre-ordered. It's ready to go. <laughs> peer pressure. Nothing um, wrong with a bit of peer pressure, but is there? Going back to the video, one thing I did really enjoy was the fact that they actually used member of the community as well. That was quite nice to see uh, work the space in there as well. Yeah, but it's his job as well. Let's not let's not forget. I, I know, but it is also you know. There's also a, they could. Let's be honest. They could have used anybody in the office, but they they chose to use Jack, and I think that shows that there was a bit of a nod towards the community, which I feel that you know I feel that was intentional. Yeah, that's true. They they probably could have, but then they well they probably thought that Jack was probably someone that was quite recognisable to a big majority of the FM community that's online anyway. So he had his hair done as well, I think, didn't he? The video. He, he looked, I wonder shave. if that was at SI's expense. <laughs> he was dashing, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think um, a fresh trim, and uh, I think he spoke very well about it as well. And um, like you said, it's um, probably something that it was done intentionally and done very well. And the whole video in a whole was uh, it was really good and really enjoyable to watch. And we, we, we like you said, it was very tongue in cheek. It was very. It was. It sounded like every word was written on purpose and everything was given the information that they wanted to give 
was given and, and that was it. They didn't want to give yeah, any more. It was, it was, well, yeah, it was very scripted, to be Obviously fair. Obviously, it would be, but... It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the reason probably behind that is due to the NDA that everyone has had to sign. Yeah, so, yeah. so. The, the reason why it will be scripted is because they need to control what's going out. There's no point splurging it all out or else. There's no point releasing these videos gradually to, to build up the hype. It's of just course. a generic marketing strategy. So yeah, I no. don't think there's any... Any any negativity there as such, or negative reasons as to to why they'll have been holding it back, or indeed scripted. No, um, I wasn't because he could have just gone and ranted, couldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I wasn't I wasn't alluding to the fact that about a negativity. I was saying it, it was very well structured, and like I said, they didn't seem to waste a word, uh, which was which is something that I, I thought was quite clever. While we're talking about Jack, did anyone keep an eye on the screen just uh, just down to his right? Yes, yeah, I was about to say with that stadium, the stadiums and the, and the way the stadiums were being expanded, and so obviously it was very well placed. It was li- it, little was things like that, absolutely. Um, but uh, but I thought that was you know if we're talking about any graphical overhaul, I think that goes to sh- that that screenshot. Well, that screenshot, oh, yeah, or that rolling the game, that- yeah, it goes to show yeah. alone that, that where they where they've put their development. I think. It looks incredible. It looks like if that's like in the game, that's like a true representation. It looks a hundred times better than what they've got at the moment. If I'm honest, it's honestly, and I know it's only a little video, and they've got more to more to come out. But it's made me excited for it. Like Curtis said at the start, that he's really excited for 18 now. But it's really, really kind of and like seeing that little bit in the background. It's 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 made me tingle. You know, I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Just got to drop it soon. <laughs> I mean, to play devil's advocate, when we then proceed to the towards the end of the video and you see a little bit of the match engine, did you not feel that yeah, looks exactly looked a little same. bit samer? So what I'm getting at here is everyone said, "Oh, it's, it's amazing," and I liked the the stadium shots that we had while 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 Mr. Peachman was on the screen. But we get towards the end of the video and I see a little bit of the match engine and I'm sort of like, it looks a bit colourful, but. Uh, Looks the same, but colourful. The issue, the issue with those screenshots, though, is that they are such low res and an awful aspect ratio. I would be questioning what they've used to capture it. Oh, forgive me. When I say screenshots, that's probably me mincing my words a little bit. Um, I mean the footage of the match engine where of Troy Deeney yeah, scores a goal. Yeah. yeah, the new sort of graphical engine. I, um, it looked very uh, samey, absolutely. But I, I mean. I, Personally, with me, I, I, I'm not bothered by the way that it looks more the way that it runs. So maybe the match engine itself would be slightly different, but still in the same pair of shoes, if that makes sense. Well, the match, think- the match engine, I don't think has been has changed. It's just the no, graphical. It's the graphical elements. Representation. Of the ma- yes, that's it. Well, then so it- my my understanding of of how the 3D match engine works is it basically is plugged in over the top of the 2D match engine. So. That's why we get the occasional irregularity with the things because it's basically an interpretation of what the 2D match engine is doing, um, which is why you'll sometimes get things collide off a goalkeeper, hit the post, and then all of a sudden find themselves in the net without any other interaction with the ball. Um, so it could be that they've tightened that up, perhaps. I mean, we, we all we can do is assume these things. One, we've not been developers on this game and two uh, we haven't been given much information at all to go off so it's purely speculation obviously at this point yeah I think the point I was making was graphically the the stadiums look tremendous when we saw the the shots next to Jack but I then feel that graphically the match engine footage that we've seen at the end which was only probably only equate to about four or five seconds graphically it looked very similar in my opinion 
Yeah, I mean, it's early days, though, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's the one clip that we've seen. Um, f- for me, I'm just positive. You know, I gave him a fair bit of stick last year with their sort of release strategy, and I'm just, I'm just glad that actually this year it looks like that they've. They've got, you know, they've got something in place. Miles has said that further videos will be released up until uh, the beta. Um, so hopefully every week we should have something to look forward to. I was going to say, if one positive comes from that, we might have stuff to talk about every week. We can hope. <laughs> was uh, there any sort of particular features that any of you are really looking forward to that were announced in the video? Can, I start, can I start on a bad Ooh, one? Sorry, go on. Ooh, Kurt, sorry. You go ahead, Kurt. I'll come in after you. I was just gonna. I was just gonna mention the the, the scouting um, and the, what looks like the changes to the scouting um, section, where actually you control the budget of the scouting. Um, and I just, I just, I don't know. It worries me that they're overcomplicating it. I mean, obviously, for a big club, it's not really going to be an issue. You know, you're going to be putting your scouts here, there, and everywhere. It's, but for obviously a lower league club with a with a lower budget, um, it just. That's why I saw someone say that at a lower level, it's going to be so well. It's going to be much harder to to manage at that sort of level with lower money now. But like. In real life, does a manager normally do that? Doesn't does a manager normally sort of dictate the finances to do with that? Well, I mean, I, I guess I there'll be an option sure. where you can get your assistant or your director of football or something to control it. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I, I'm sure with a lot of these things, there's kind of a an easy level button that where you can just assign it to someone <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the. Just if we if we're going that far into into budgets and stuff like that, when it sounds like tr- training is still not really been looked at, um, that for me is a, is a little bit of a negative. Obviously, we're jumping the gun a little bit, and we're it's all conjecture at this point. But I, that just it just worries me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we did have um, sort of we had some a couple of questions sort of relating to to the scouting elements and that seems to have sort of interested quite a few people um that have uh, that listen to the pod uh paul oxley uh, at nfu pro and uh, the northman which is at tn underscore the northman on twitter they've both sort of asked sort of questions sort of around scouting and thinking exactly that you know is this scouting budget gonna scare off a casual player it, you know is it gonna is that gonna add a level of complexity that is gonna actively push people away from wanting to get involved in that like Curtis said before about the entry level button um some people get scared by the training but that can be passed on to others i i just assume that if a casual gamer that, that's just picked the game up you you could kind of pass the responsibility on so i don't think i don't think that should be too much to worry about personally well, I, I say I, I, all we've got is a couple of screenshots. I say we, we keep on saying and caveating with, it's just conjecture, it's just speculation. We can only assume all of the all of the presumptive words um, that basically mean we don't have a clue other than what we've seen in uh, in, in screenshots. Let's be honest. But that's that's well, that's the joy of you know we get we get to play a little guessing game until we actually get told. So, it I think. It will be interesting to see what happens, particularly at lower league, like you, like you said, Chris, about the how the budgets will impact that, um, and to actually, because I, I mean, you raise an interesting point about the whole 
manager involvement. I can't remember if it was yourself or Duke. But it was kind of like an amalgamative point, really, about how involved a manager would be at that level. And I would think that a manager probably does a lot more at that level than he does, does sort of top. that does at the top. So you you know you're going to sort of I would have thought uh, you would be more involved in the management of a budget because someone else isn't really going to do it. You know, you've got the chairman or whoever owns the club, but then that's pretty much about it. If you manage the club, you probably need to say, do I want to go and scout someone at the cost of X amount or do we want some more training balls? Absolutely. You know, that that's going to be, they're going to be legitimate concerns you'll have. So maybe that extra level of realism and consideration for amount that you spend, because I don't know what you're like at the moment. I'm very much sort of quite blasé about, sort of hiring scouts oh it's five grand who cares you know it's almost like the staff wage is completely irrelevant to anyone else and anything else in the club so I don't really take that into account at all whereas maybe this will make us sort of think a bit more about where we're sending them in particular it's not not it's not massively a thing that I particularly excited about having to think about though <laughs> but I think it's still, like like, you, like Matt said it still adds to the realism for example if you had a set amount per scouting report so you wanted to scout some players but you've only got enough to scout X amount or, or if you like you know would you prefer to send them a, 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 over the over the channel or it's all kind of stuff that would tie into this budget and and I think Matt's right by saying that at the lower level you would have more control over this and it does add to the realism, which is one of the reasons why I play the game because it is just so realistic. It might be one of those things, you know, on the game where sometimes, say, for example, you're managing sort of League One Championship of England and you find a Brazilian player and you want to scout him and it says out of scouting range, it might actually give you the opportunity to send a scout to maybe Brazil, although it will cost a little bit Mm. more. You'll still get your actual scout report for that sort of desired player that would be good actually wouldn't it because at the moment there's just no option there's no yeah. kind of way around it it says uh, not in scouting range and it's greyed out yeah. but maybe that, that actually gives you the opportunity although it might cost you a little bit more you might still be able to scout that player it's quite nice that they're given another layer I mean essentially it's just another it's a resources management section of the game you know and you get X amount of budget and you can decide where to put it and you're going to make a right decision or you're going to make a wrong decision and your budget's going to feel it and then you're going to make the, you know, hopefully a better decision the following season. So I like that aspect of it and I like the fact that there's going to be the opportunity to get things wrong and like like Dave's just been saying there, maybe it's going to open a window to something that you weren't able to do in the previous game. And again, like much like Matt said, and we're probably going to mention 10 times over before we finish this segment, it's just all conjecture. It's something that I think I, if I had the choice, I was hoping for something more where they'd add layers to training. It looks like it's going to come in the form of scouting. So um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they have come up with. I'm sure we'll have a video at some point coming soon. Well, that's the thing. I guess we can't rule anything out that they haven't changed, that we haven't been able to see. Uh, he said that, Miles said there's more videos dropping. It, it might be that the next week's video is all about all the training stuff. So like you said, it is just all speculation at the end of the day. I mean, there's one thing we haven't yet discussed that is something that they seem to be Ooh, sort of heavily pushing. In uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we should we should dynamically now go ahead and discuss that. <laughs> can I can I come in because this is potentially my favourite bit? And I did think it might be because of yeah. how you tend to manage anyway. Anyone knows that I, I manage heavily based on morale and and whatnot, and in particular focusing on youth. Now again, massive assumptions, massive assumptions. And I could be completely wrong. We'll come back and listen to this in a few weeks and go, Teach, you were so so wrong. But 
I look at the team dynamics screen. Forget about the pyramid. The pyramid screenshot, a lot of people made a thing about, but I actually think that that pyramid's already in the game. I just think we're now being depicted it. I, I think. Did you see? Did you see? Sorry to interrupt. There was a picture that someone put on Twitter, a FIFA manager a few years ago, with the exact same thing, like a pyramid, and very, very similar sort of uh, way of wording. I think, well, obviously, the wording was slightly different, but the thing was like in very influential role. Um, and there was players in like a pyramid and then so on. It was really, really similar. And Miles just like sort of rubbished it off. In the I don't end. see anything wrong with that though, because they've obviously no. gone, oh, that's, no, that's, maybe that's quite a good part of FIFA manager. Maybe that's something we can build into the game. As Teach was saying, it's, it's, it's probably something, a mechanic in the game that has already been there. Mm. Um, and now they're just graphically representing it. You know, or, or, or they've, or they've kind of, they've got it to a point now where they can sort of hand it over to us. To be able to I mean, manage if, our squad ourselves. If if this is going to lead to being able to manage the morale better, like there's a better better. I'm assuming there's going to be more than just this one particular. You know, they're not going to be just pushing it just because you've got this hierarchy pyramid. There's going to be something else behind it. And if it if it's a way of showing you why a player is unhappy, I'm all for that. Like. Exactly. I'm well up for that because if you can pinpoint for exact you know for example oh the team team morale is low is it because we're losing games is it because you've got a player being disruptive all of that sort of stuff that really helps the casual player yeah. to understand because I think tactics almost become secondary now you, you know as long as morale is high your team will probably play well regardless of what formation you play as long as it's not like balls to wall mental so having that uh, if that if this is leading to a better understanding of how morale affects things and how to manage it that that in in my opinion is awesome i'm not sure what you guys think of that or whether maybe i'm reading too much into it no i i agree and i go back to 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 the screenshot that was put on twitter i think if you're going to do that 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 the, the way that football managers done it i think there's only one way that you can show that so that's why i think He's rubbish the idea of that because there's no other way of showing it. Um, but one thing you said, Matt, about um, it's very interesting to know because normally you just just know if they're unhappy. Uh, and sometimes this year the game has felt a little bit like morale manager more than more than you know the fact that if it's got good morale that that, that they do play a lot better. So um, I think it's only going to be a good thing. Yeah, I think another thing as well. I mean, I've I've seen people over the last couple of months say. Uh, you know, we talked about the community and stuff and the way that the community is just not going to grow because the game is just sort of too hard to get into. I think these sort of graphics on the screen are just going to make it easier for new players to come into and actually see these sort of features and help them a little bit more within the game, along with the fact that I think they're going to be trying to do some more sort of tutorials in-game as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would be all for sort of some more sort of assistance just for, you know, not for, let's say for us, I mean, we've been playing it for a long time, but I think any new features need, you can need a bit of assistance with being introduced. Um, if no one else has got anything else to sort of add on dynamics, I just wanted to sort of touch quickly on the... Well, if uh, I the, could add what I started adding before, before... You can when indeed, we first started. before we move on. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I think the pyramid's already been in there. I think it's been there from the beginning. I think we're now getting a depiction of what was already in the game. Um, I always felt like there was highly highly influenced players, obviously mainly being your captain, vice captain and other uh, very influential players and uh, very, um, what's the what's the word? Players with high leadership. So I think that was always a key. 
Um, personally, what I felt was a thing with the screenshots was you can now see that as a little connecting bar and I have this again all based down on an assumption that maybe those bars that are connecting players, you can see the right backs being connected to the right winger. Uh, the two central midfielders are being connected, two central defenders are being connected and I'm really hoping that that is something built on a relationship that those players have built at a club over a long time. Uh, that's all I want to say. You can move on now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've even got commit permission to move on. <laughs> uh, well, that actually really perfectly moves us on, actually, because I wanted to sort of see if anyone had any thoughts on sort of the, the slight change. I mean, this is probably going to be the last thing we touch on because we don't want to go on for too long. We do have other features yet to cover. Um, but I uh, thought the sort of the changes to the tactic screen, does anyone have any sort of thoughts positively, negatively towards that? Because obviously I think it's a bit of a... It's a small shift to what we've be sort of become accustomed to over the past couple of games. Um, so I don't really have any feelings about it any other way other than like sort of the 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 questions over the the linking parts that teachers already just mentioned. I mean the aspect ratio. Why are they showing us in that aspect ratio? Because <laughs> I, I would. It, it looks uh, it looks bad, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I, the screen itself it doesn't look bad, but when you show it in four three. Aspect ratio, it looks really squished and horrible. Um, not probably not the screenshot I'd have chosen, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 most interesting thing is that is that sort of joining line between the the various players on the pitch. Whether it's kind of players swapping, whether they've decided to put in a graphical representation of that, or whether it is, which would be more exciting, the kind of the dynamics um, aspect where. You've got players with close relationships, you know, think sort of David Beckham, Gary Neville, that kind of thing. Um, or, or to swear at you, is it like chemistry on Ultimate Team on FIFA? That that could be a thing, maybe. Or even um, maybe players that work well together. Like, yeah. for example, like roles that work well together, you know, uh, whether... I'm just I'm just thinking back to the screenshot because uh, it was the fullback and one of the wingers. Maybe you've got like a cuts inside and then overlaps from you know from fullback or something like that or as part of their PPMs or as part of the the role built in. Maybe maybe that's something you know. Maybe it's to show that that's a good link between them. I don't you know we'll we'll find out more. I really hope um, that'd be interesting. So, actually, wouldn't it? So complementary PPMs it, traits because that's like, a, yeah. that's a, a nice way. Um, of, of showing players that work well together. I think it needs to be explained and explained well for people to understand what it means. Or yeah. else there will be a think, huge amount of confusion over that though. Yeah, if he does like a vi I think Miles will probably do a video on that sort of thing, but it could be anything obviously from players' preferred moves to players that get on well using that sort of dynamics pyramid. Could even be players that are sort of similar nationality. For example, obviously, you know, with Wolves, the amount of Portuguese players that sort of Portuguese link might make them have a stronger bond if that's what the line represents. So, but I think uh, that's something that will be explained a lot more within Miles if he does a video. Yeah, I, th I would agree. Well, I think that's a decent start. Um, consider you know for a dissection of a four minute video, <laughs> we've done quite well. Um, obviously, as the features come in thick and fast from SI, we will sort of re almost review them hopefully weekly. Um, and then decide sort of, you know, what what our general thoughts are on the game going forward. Now, obviously, we've we've had a lovely little discussion there, and we've generally had a, a bit of agreement, which I, it seems to be coming more and more 
frequent. I'm getting slightly scared that we don't have any outlandish thoughts, which is is kind of slightly worrying, really. But never mind. Uh, There may be no cheerleaders in skimpy skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable, but we do have... Curtis Quiz! Thank you very much, Matthew. Um, So, I I told you all... I mean, you were all going to watch it anyway, but I did tell you all to pay pretty close attention to the Football Manager video that was released last week um, because this week's quiz is based around information held within that video. I'm worried because I think, I think Toby's got a Bible written with all the answers. <laughs> well, I did <laughs> a Bible. <laughs> we, should disclo- we should disclose to the listeners that um, I did mention that you should all watch it closely. So um, Toby's obviously, now that he's... Uh, <laughs> He's, he's uh, given Toby's up one of, his, uh, one of his favourite things. He's, uh, he's found time to do other things. So watching that video over and over again sounds like, uh, sounds like what you've spent your weekend doing, Toby. So, um, but uh, getting on to the quiz, uh, as always, fastest uh, player first. So fastest to shout their name. Viking Dan rule is in effect. So if you get a question wrong, you will be subject to minus one point. Um, I don't think we need to go through the rules again, really. Um, any more? So let's crack on, shall we, with question number one. What was the name of the fake news channel teach. reporting? Dave. That is Teach. Global 24-7. Global 24-7 is correct. That lad. <laughs> what was the name of the roving reporter in the stands? Teach. teach. Mike Duff. Mike Duff. Whose namesake also was a uh, Wonder Kid, former FM Wonder Kid, Michael Duff. Was he a Wonder Kid? Yeah. Well, I don't know yeah, if he was yeah, a Wonder was, Kid. I don't think he was a Wonder Kid. I it, think he was just a, a very it, prominent signing that everyone signed from he Cheltenham. Was a, he was an absolute gem. Him and Jamie Lovely Victory. Oh, oh, Jamie Victory. Oh, majestic. Don't, don't you make me have a crisis. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited now. Uh, it looks like teachers' research is paying off so far. Uh, question number three. Can you tell me what colour coat Mike Duff teach. was wearing? That is teach. Oh. Blue. Blue is correct. Should we just leave you two to this? Navy for an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number four. On what date? Dupe. Or FM80? Dupe. Oh, 10th of November. Is correct. Just in time there, Duke. Well yeah, done. no, I... Is there a hesitation? Do we need to apply a hesitation rule to, like, a five-second countdown? Eyes emoji. Ooh. Well, I'm not going to do I'm that ju- mid-quiz, I'm, but, I'm, I'm just saying, for, for future questions... Yeah, it's discretionary at the moment. Maybe we can build in a rule. Maybe I, I need, like, a little counter. As, someone's, so, as soon as someone buzzes in, I'll start a little counter or something like that. I um, think that should happen. I'll come a cropper the first time, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Question number five. We've referenced him already. Uh, Mr. Work the Space was featured in the video, but who was the other content creator? Dave. Dave? Uh, The Gamer Can or Curtis Morton. That is correct. Come on. Question number six. No minus points so far. And this one is an absolute sitter for you. Uh, what is the name of the new mysterious feature that was referred Nerd. to? Nerd. Dynamics. Dynamics is correct. I feel like they should have used an X just because it's cool. Dynamics. Or, or a Z That's instead the of the S. the name of the SI boy band. 
<laughs> Featuring Mike Duff. <laughs> Mila Jakobsen. <laughs> Next week there'll be a Dynamics podcast. That's, uh, They'll all be British. sat on um, chairs, won't they, with microphones swaying along. <laughs> Question number seven. What is the make of car that Miles Teach. Jacobs... That was Teach. Mm. Audi. Is correct. I'm not going to ask the model because I didn't see it. A4 Avant 2.5 litre diesel. <laughs> it, had, it had four wheels, if that's any help. Oh, Bonus point there for deep. <laughs> question number eight. Uh, in relation to question number seven, which manager is often seen talking to Doop. reporters out of his car window? Dupe. Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp is correct. <clears throat> question number nine. What is the name of the female news presenter? Teach. Dave. That was Teach. Anita. Anita is correct. Anita. <laughs> Question number 10. Name one of the two Watford team leaders from Teach. the Dynamics. That was Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney. I think. Correct. We, I think <coughs> right, Teach might have won this one. I'll, I'll, I'll do, do, you the, the other, do you want the other team leader? Go on then. Gomez. Aurelia Gomez, yes. Uh, I'll do the, uh, the scores in reverse order. Uh, in third place, joint third on one point. Uh, is Dave as a party and one true nerd. So well done, you two. The people who have got lives. In I only got second two place points, <laughs> with two points was Mr. Fat Man Deep. So the man that's got half a life. But, uh, <laughs> I've got a life. But out on his own uh, with six points. Wow. Uh, was was Teach. Biggest winning margin yet. So congratulations, Hats Teach. Cheers. He's got the got the crown back, and that thus ends the quiz. Can we have proper football manager questions next week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Not that I'm trying to, you know, completely rinse your uh, what size is Mike Duffy? I'm, I'm going to I'm going to retire from the quiz scene. I've had, I've had nothing but beef oh. the last three weeks. It's not beef. It's just a, I mean Shorts. I'm I'm just Fire. asking a question, Christoph. It's There's no need to fat man to get rustled. I think I think I think Curtie for a bonus week does need to take kind of like to do do the answers because I want to know how clever he is. He's putting us all under this pressure, but he doesn't have the pressure himself. Um, you know, you know what would be an excellent idea? We could do a reverse quiz one week. Yes, what well, we all where quiz we, him? <laughs> no, 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 no. Where we have the we have the art. We're given the answers. We've got to work out what the question is. Oh, oh, I like that. What's some yeah. Jeopardy style? That's growing Jeopardy on me. Style. Yeah. That's you know we're, we're spitballing ideas as we go, but we don't need to do that, that anymore. That's also going to be at fi- uh, on the five at the back podcast. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Rival that you're uh, you were causing a mutiny. Shall I uh, like- shall I do the tiebreaker question? Open to everyone. Oh, go on then. What, go on. Bonus it point. Was, uh, it was no. It was closest wins. What year was Miles Jacobson born? Ooh. It's all, all top of an answer, really. Yeah. Teach saying 78. Yeah. Okay. That's... I've probably, done him, I've probably done him on just that, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, 72. 72. Deep. 70? Interesting. That's harsh. 
Nerd? I'm trying to work out how old I think he actually is. I know, is. that's what I was trying to work out. I think be over 40. I think I've missed a couple of years out. No offence, Mars. <sighs> I don't know. I I can't pick the same value as someone else, can I? <laughs> no. Just chucking. 71, because that's in between Ooh, two values. Good tactic. Good tactic. That's I like. Can confirm, according to Wikipedia, Ooh, he was born. In 1971. So you've helped me out, boys. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) By default, I win. Excellent. Oh, that was... Do you want to take the crown off Teach? I don't think um, I'm going to try that battle just now. I would say maybe we'll wait a week until he's uh, he's calmed off his nicotine lack of fix. Um, Anyway, thank you very much, Christoph, for your delightful quiz as ever. You're welcome. Good, right. Um, so, uh, our next segment, as per usual, is uh, the Wonderkid Hall of Fame. So, last week, we had the pleasure, or only just, really, of inviting one player into the uh, the Hall of Fame, to who, who joined Freddie Adu, who also... Who else did we? I'm trying to remember who else we've actually brought in. Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane is is another. We've had Belanta. many. Belanta. Was Belanta. In. Kerrison. Kerrison. Uh, the only one that hasn't gone in is so far is John Fleck. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Fleck, who scored a banger at the I weekend. I watched John by Fleck live. I watched him live last week. Incredible. It's it's always interesting. I think seeing. Uh, players play in real life who you've only really known from Football Manager and then actually seeing like, I remember the first time I saw two guy play and it was like my eyes were opened for the first time ever because I always used to sell him because he was like worth no money and he had like negative pace <laughs> but boy could he ping a ball um, but yeah so this week on the, uh, the Five Star Potential Wonder Kid Hall of Fame, uh, our nominee is uh, Mika Richards. Um, and your narrator for this week is uh, Mr. Dupe. Oh, lucky Take it away, you. sir. Uh, Mika Lincoln Richards was born on the 24th of June, 1988. Currently plays his football for championship side Aston Villa. On making his full England debut in November 2006, he became the youngest defender ever to be called up to the England squad. He also played for Great Britain in the 2012 Olympics. Richards emerged as a wonder kid talent, was way back in Football Manager 2006, where he could be found plying his trade at Manchester City. Manchester City was not the Manchester City of today, and we're yet to have all their oil money pumped in. So to have a homegrown talent like Richards on the books was something special, but money talked, and you could pick him up for relative ease should you be a club with better reputation. He was blessed with great technical attributes for a right-back come centre-half. His physical attributes were outstanding for a 19-year-old. 16 acceleration, 15 balance, 18 jumping, 17 natural fitness, 16 pace, 17 stamina, and a Hulk-like 19 for strength. His real-life career somewhat took a nosedive after City's takeover and international superstars took president over the homegrown talent. In 2014, he was loaned out to Florentino, where he, resigned, uh, where he regained some form, but wasn't good enough. Uh, on his return to England, he was announced that he'd be returning home to Birmingham to sign for Aston Villa on a tr- free transfer. So with that, do we think Mika Richards deserves a place in the five-star potential Wonderkid Hall of Fame? What do we think, well, lads? I've got to say it first. Big props to uh, Friday Night FM 
for the little write up there. He does these as well. Oh, and that's I think incredible. He needs, he needs a mention for it. And the, the greatest part of that write up was highlighting the fact that City have no history and have bought their success. For <laughs> <laughs> that, sir, he deserves a medal. Absolutely. Uh, but I'll jump in at first. For those reasons, I've never used Mika Richards because he's blue. I'll pass the book. There you go. Wow, bloody hell, Teach. That's been your least committed <laughs> oh, I'm, response I'm committed to this. I'm never using him. I'm going to um, so. I'm, I'm come in with what Teach normally says is, I'm getting palpitations, lads. I'm getting palpitations. He was a brilliant player for me. Um, I picked him up quite early. Uh, I've, I've played a lot with him. I actually converted him to a DM. And I got a lot of success with that, especially with uh, with the jumping and the natural fitness and that bloody strength of 19. He was phenomenal. He really was on the game for me. He um, absolutely masterclassed um, a Premier League win with none other than Swindon Town for me back in 07, I think it was. So um, I think he's brilliant. I really do. Which is why I suggested him. It's a fix. It's a fix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to suggest him. I like John Fleck when I suggested him and then still said no to get him in. But anyway, I've learned from my errors. Wasn't um, wasn't Mika Richards the, the butt of one of Jason Manford's uh, jokes? He does a football manager joke, doesn't he? Has anyone seen this? Yeah. Where I think he was at some function or something and um, uh, they, they were introduced... And uh, he, he, someone said to him a bit later, oh, you were a bit rude to Mika Richards. And, J- and Jason Meffin's like, trying to think why. And he says, oh, bloody hell, I'm pretty sure he was late to training on his football manager save or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's dedication, I like it. It <laughs> is um, a brilliant I, anecdote, that. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's true. I just hope it's true. Um, I um, used, I did use Mika Richards, I think um, FM09 was the year I used him. Um, I had my sort of. I started at QPR, then moved to Arsenal, and I definitely signed him when I was at Arsenal. Um, he physically, he was an absolute beast. Uh, I, I mean, I don't remember him being amazing for me. I think he was probably just one of four centre backs that I rotated quite a lot. Um, and that, I don't think I ever signed him before that year, and I don't think I've signed him since. But he was very solid for me. Uh, in a title-winning side with Arsenal. Um, so no complaints, just no real sort of standout memories for me. Uh, I don't think I've... I didn't... Well, I've used him, but I don't think I used him as early as sort of 06, 07, 08 in his sort of early Wonderkid sort of status days. Uh, I think I used him right FM 12, 13 with a Wolves team, but by then I think he was sort of towards his prime, if we could say that anyway. So I've not really used him. He, he was solid, but I'm not, I've not really used him uh, when he was at that young sort of age, if I'm honest. Bloody hell. This nervous. is going to be a tough sell, isn't it? This yeah. is a very tough sell. Um, I, I've used him quite a lot in FMO6. This was sort of in the midst of my university career, you see. So I had a, a lot of time on my hands. And so I think I had him in both a network save that I had across all of the dorms. Uh, and also my own little personal save who I, I had him on loan at Blackburn I think he got sold to Liverpool 
And then I signed him on loan from Liverpool for a couple of seasons before they basically said, uh, no, you're not having anyone or having him anymore, um, which was quite annoying. I then had to revert back to Brett Emerton. So that was uh, Ooh, that was that was quite I feel annoying. Sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, but the the network save. Uh, we were in Holland, and someone I didn't sign him. Someone signed him for Ajax, and he was an absolute monster. Whether he was at right back or whether he was at centre half, they just couldn't get past him. And he used to score headers for days from corners as well. Absolute specimen. Uh, yeah. So I've had both personal and um, I suppose opposition experience from a human manager uh, with him and he was particularly at that at that point in the game he was very difficult uh, to, to manage in terms of how to handle him but yeah I've, I've had a great great detail or great, a great detailed usage of him compared to pretty much everyone else other than dupe which is it's alright I'll hold at the fort my back's getting sore but it's fine um, so <laughs> I'll recap the uh, criteria that we judge these wonder kids on so first of all it's you know uh, their wonder kid status in football manager world um, and then we've also got the have they reached their potential in in the real world uh, and how well they've done there and then thirdly our own personal experiences with that particular player now I don't know where to start with this to be honest because <laughs> normally I, I, c- I get I left can come in quite early here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been trying he's to build English. up suspense he's here, teach. You're just ruining teach. it. <laughs> I know it normally it's normally left to me to to sort of uh, be the Simon Cowell role and and sort of be the arbiter and decide whether he's in or out. But I, I'm not convinced I'm going to be needed this week. I'll take that. Um, I'll take that this week, Matt. If, if, if you don't, uh, teach. Go on then. Get it over and done with. <laughs> was he a a football manager wonder kid? Yeah, of course he was. You know, the, the lad was an absolute tank. Um, however, me personally, as I say, didn't use him. Wasn't interested in buying a City player. It was never going to happen. Um, in real life, you know, has he made it? Well, of course, you know, he, he started life at, a, at, a, at an all right club. Uh, but the minute they sold the salt of the devil, they got rid of him. And it didn't really work out on his little loan deal that he had at Fiorentina. And he's come back and a top flight club's not wanted him. So could you say that he he made his his career? Probably not. Big fat no from me. Fair enough. Uh, Mr. Dupe. Well, personally, I've used him. I loved him. He's brilliant. So that's that's a positive. Um, Wonder Kid, absolutely. Got to reiterate the fact that he was a beast uh, and that we've always said and I think it's a bit harsh to say that he, you know, I know they sold the devil, they sold to the devil, teach and all of that jazz. But he is a Premier League winner, and in my eyes, that's that's an achieving something. So I've got to say yes. Come on, Premier <laughs> League one for winner. one, one for one. Okay, uh, David. Uh, as I say, I've not really used him before. I uh, can't say that I noticed him massively on saves that I did in the past. Obviously, I managed him recent, more recently, but not sort of 07, 08 days. Uh, I thought sort of a, a couple of years ago, he was a really decent player at City, one for England. I thought he was good, uh, but I've never really used him. He's never been sort of, world, well, top class, in my opinion. He's always been a good Premier League right back, but um, I'm going to say no to this one. Ooh, to hear me. I'm getting scared. Right. Matt. I was going to. The thing is, the, the difficulty is, how do I build up suspense here? So, 
I will go next because I've already had a good, you know, I, I'm sort of very much siding with Dupe on this. He's won a champ. He's won a, a Premier League medal. Steady, not Champions League. <laughs> I was going to say. I did stop myself. I could have said Championship and an so, FA Cup. He's won an yeah, FA Cup. So is Darren Gibson. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ! Wow. Tom Cleverley. He's Somebody done it get as him well. a fag. Wonder kid. Someone needs to calm down. Someone <laughs> put him back in his body. He's, he's had it. He's, he's had a bit of a jump around. The spring's about to break. So let's let's wind it back in. Um, the the football manager experience that I've had is is you know he was fantastic. The the period that he was a wonder kid for is debatable, and I think whilst in real life he had a you know a, a, he was sort of burst onto the scene really abs- out of absolutely nowhere. He he's really tailed off, and he he seemed to reach his peak very quickly by the age of sort of twenty five, um, and then was sort of shipped out wide uh, to play as a, a fullback as opposed to a centre half. Which, if uh, his football manager potential was anything to go by, he should have been playing at centre half. He had all the physical attributes to play at centre half, perhaps mentally or not there. But um, unfortunately, my my personal experience is going to sort of overall. I had very two two very lovely seasons with him at Blackburn in FMO six. Um, for that reason, I'm going to say yes, gentlemen. So it's two for two, Kurt Dog. Well, we're screwed. You he are the arbiter this it. week. Well, the, the the argument that he's won the Premier League, so therefore he's made it, doesn't hold up when you look at Lenny Pidgeley, who has also got a Premier League winner's medal for Chelsea. And uh, Great player, IML. Great player. Well, Dim- Great I mean, name. Who's Lenny Pidgeley? Dimitri Traore has got a Champions League winner's medal. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that argument holds up. Didn't get a Premier uh, League medal, though, did he? No, he didn't get a Premier League medal. But, you know, Jay, when they're, when they're giving him out to Lenny Pidgeley, it doesn't really matter. Um, so for me, right, was he a FM Wonder Kid? I mean, yes, technically he was an FM Wonder Kid. Um, how for how many we- years? I'm not entirely sure. I never really used him whilst he was in Wonder Kid status. Um, how has he performed for me? I mean, he was all right. I, I've used him once, uh, and he was a rotation player. Not someone that kind of um, that shone for me. He, you know, he wasn't sort of one of the stars of my of my Premier League winning team in FMO nine. Um, and in real life, has he kicked on? Now, for me, his FM persona far outweighs uh, what he did in real life. He started obviously very brightly at Man City, and as Matt said, he's peaked in his early twenties and for whatever reason has just declined since then um, I think at, even at the moment he's not I don't know if he's injured or if he's not getting into the Villa team I'm not really sure um, but when you know when they're signing sort of 30 or 48 year old John Terry uh, to take his place you know something maybe isn't right so for me um, he goes with John Fleck in the uh, in the naughty pile he's a no from me wow. unfortunately Wow, so we've now got two who sit outside the pearly isn't, gates. Isn't it funny that they're both homegrown talents? Do you know, you've got the Scottish and you've got the English, you know. We're just uh, just, just anti-homegrown, I think. Slightly slightly xenophobic, but never mind. Mm. No, I, I, I said... Oh, anyway, go. I'm upset now. Yeah. So, so yeah, we have, we have two sitting outside the pearly gates of the five-star potential 
Wonderkid Hall of Fame and he, he joins John Fleck on the uh, substitutes bench well outside of any form of success uh, a long way away from, from Freddie Adu. Um, we haven't got a Q&A this week because we kind of put it rolled it into the, the team meeting so we're going to get prepared to say goodbye but before we do disappear uh, I just want to remind you that you should be if you haven't already joined the uh, WeStream Discord server and obviously all of the links for the Discord, for the, the WeStream FM Twitter, the, the WeStream FM in- Instagram, as well as all of us, are in the description of this very podcast. Uh, if you do have any questions for next week, by all means, tweet them to us at 5 Pod, And, in fact, tweet any of us. It doesn't really matter. Any If you if you put a hashtag of 5 Pod there, we'll pick it up some way, shape, or form, and how. Um if you've enjoyed the pod, then obviously please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps us out. If you're a SoundCloudite, then drop us a follow so you get notified of when the newest episode drops. And that's pretty much it, really. Um, gentlemen, where can people find you? We'll start off with Dave, I think. Uh, yeah, Twitch and Twitter is Dave as a party FM, and YouTube is just Dave as a party. Marvellous. Dupinator. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Famandu. See you there. Marvellous. Christoph? Uh, All those ones that Dupe listed, but Curti FM. Excellent. And Teach Dog. I don't know why I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. Uh, Teach underscore underscore FM on Twitter and Teach underscore live on Switch. Marvellous. Nerd Dog? Uh, No. They're going to turn into a nerd lion next week. And Snoop Dogg changed to Snoop Lion for about a month and then went back. Simba, my son. Um, anyway, uh, yes, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and YouTube at One True Nerd UK. And on Twitch, it's just One True Nerd. Anyway, we have been Five Star Potential. This has been a WeStream FM production. And we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ta, folks.